Hi, this is Yvonne Brown, and this is a JADcast, produced by JAD Communications International, the organization that helps women to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their highest potential at www.jadcommunications.com. Welcome. Hello again, everyone. This is Yvonne Brown from JAD Communications International, and our guest today is Carrie J. Heitman. She is, her, her title's actually changed since we scheduled the interview, so we'll talk a little bit about what, what her new title is and, and how uh, that's changed what she does. She is now the president of AT&T Illinois, and welcome, Carrie. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be here. Uh how did you get from the beginning, let's say, your career, college, to be the president of AT&T Illinois? Well, it wasn't a very direct route. In fact, I took a lot of twists and turns in the career area to get to where I am today. And um, interestingly, I grew up in the Chicagoland area. And technically, I'm president of Illinois Bell Telephone Company, although we go by the name AT&T Illinois now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of a an interesting um, um, career point to become president of the local phone company that you grew up with. Um, <laughs> not not something that I thought that I would be doing when I was a young girl. And I always laugh about you know my grandmother, or my father, who didn't see me in this role. Boy, what would they think if they knew that I became president of Illinois Bell Telephone Company? They'd be pretty astounded, I think. So that's a, a pretty cool thing. Um, I started out um, at University of Illinois after I graduated from high school at one of the suburban high schools. And um, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I was in the College of Liberal Arts. I had a finance major. Mm-hmm. And when it came close to graduating, one of my friends, my roommate, said, you should go to law school. And I really hadn't been thinking about law school, but I knew that I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, so you know, I needed to, to have a plan. Mm-hmm. So I took the LSATs, applied to law school, and went to law school. And um, I started out at a law school in Chicago called Kent, which is part of the Illinois Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of personal things that happened, and um, it was personal things that resulted in a 25-year marriage to my husband in March. Um, we, I ended up moving down to Florida for a few years, and um, his family had moved to, retired to North Florida. So I ended up transferring to Florida State University in Tallahassee, where he was, his family was. Graduated from there, and that's where my career route became sort of interesting and something I never would have even thought about. Not that law school was my, on the top of my list either. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I was in the state capital of Florida in a city, in a state that I didn't really have any connections in. When you think about Chicago and it's so relationship-driven, especially mm-hmm. the business and civic community, here I was in a smaller town in a state that I was new to mm-hmm. in a culture and environment that was far different from what I grew up in. And um, the state government was probably one of the largest employers, if not the largest employer in Tallahassee. And so it was very typical to get a job in state government. And the job I got when I graduated from law school was at the Florida Public Service Commission, which is the counterpart to the Illinois Commerce Commission, the Florida counterpart. And I um, litigated in a very arcane area of the law, which is electric and gas utility regulation. 
which is not really sexy and it's not, not something that you dream about when you're young. I want to be a utility lawyer. Right. Um, but what was happening at the time was it was right around the time of the divestiture of the Bell companies from AT&T mm. in the early 80s. And so I saw my telecom counterparts at the commission dealing with a bunch of really new and exciting policy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, new because we never – I mean, it used to be one combined company of local and long-distance service. When they split out the local – business from the long distance business, it created the need to create, to, to develop policy on a bunch of different issues. So mm-hmm. I wanted to get a piece of that action. And the problem with government is if you do a good job, they want you to continue to do a good job. They don't <laughs> want to move you. Yeah. So I ended up um, going over, when I when they wouldn't let me do any of the telecom work that I was itching to do, I got a job at the public counsel's office in Florida, which was the consumer advocate for the state. And they let me do telecom work. And it, at this time, I had this desire to move back to Chicago. I just hadn't yet persuaded my husband that that was the right decision. <laughs> yeah. So it took me a little bit of time, but my career path, I was, in my mind, planning a career path or making career moves that would position me well for a move back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, ended up moving back to Chicago, and I had, at that point, um, regulatory experience, not just in the energy industry, but also in the telecommunications industry and water and sewer as well. Mm-hmm. And so when I came back to Chicago in 86, I was able to get a job at a law firm that was actually one of the largest law firms in the city at the time, still is, uh, and was able to get a job there because of my very specialized um, background. Mm-hmm. And they had a large utility company client and a large and a telecommunications company client. Um, so that was sort of the segue into the um, regulated industries here in Illinois. Um, but the, the weird sort of twist was... I didn't represent SBC or Ameritech at my law firm. I represented first uh, a local phone company in, in East Central Illinois that was sort of like the Illinois Bell telephone company for that part of the state, the incumbent old-time phone company, but not affiliated with the Bell system. Um, but then they got into competitive uh, activities and, yeah. in fact, started competing with, with SBC. Mm-hmm. And... Eventually, what happened was this competitive phone industry became very active, and I became um, very involved with all the competitors coming to Illinois to compete with Ameritech at the time, mm-hmm. and then eventually became SBC when they acquired Ameritech in 99. And it was because of my activities. And I had also done a lot of energy work. I probably did much more energy work for the incumbent electric and, uti- electric and gas utility company um, than I did telecom work. But the telecom stuff became very hot and very high profile. Mm-hmm. And um, that was how the people at SBC knew who I was. And um, after about a year and a half after the merger closed, they were still having problems here. They didn't really have um, people who understood the environment in Illinois um, as well as they wanted. And so they made an offer to me to come to SBC. Uh, to be president, not to be general counsel or to practice law, which was a huge change for me. And then switching over to coming over to SBC was also huge because of the risk that it entailed. I was leaving clients whom I represented um, in cases in which they were adverse to SBC prior to that. Uh, It ended up that I got sued by a client on my way over. Oh, boy. And um, eventually settled <laughs> with them. I won every step of the legal proceeding, but eventually settled just to get it resolved because I knew there were things that I had, that the ethical obligations as a lawyer prevented me from doing, and I always was going to meet my ethical obligations, and um, ended up coming here. And so it's been a very interesting, you know, set of twists and turns that I've taken. 
Certainly a cir- circuitous route, as right. they would say, of uh, getting here. Um, okay, that's that was a very, very interesting journey you took. It you was, had to leave to come back. I had to leave to come back. And be the, and F- I had to the take, president of SBC. Yeah, and I had to take a lot of risks. And I had to... Um, um, Believe in yourself a lot. Yeah. Is, is what I'm hearing. Um... Eating off the floor. I heard you make make a comment at an event recently where you said, "My mom, you know, back in the day, her her house was so spotless. You, she would make the comment, you could eat off the floor.' And everybody in the room, including me, can relate to it because so many of our moms from that time frame would say that, and it was a source of pride, you know. And for me, the telling thing was when you said, "Well, you know, nobody can eat off of my floor, but." Would you want to? And, of course, we all know the answer to that, but I think it's a time management issue that doesn't allow you to have that kind of time to dedicate to shiny floors, I guess. You can't be Betty Crocker and a career woman at the same time. No? No, but I think you can be, but who wants to be Betty Crocker, I guess, is the way I look at it. Does anybody have, remember who she is? Well, I remember the picture, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but you can have a lovely home and a happy yes. home life. Yes. And, um, you know, maybe not home-cooked meals every day you know, on the table, but everybody's happy because everyone's doing what they need to do to be whole and to be complete and to be fulfilled. And that's huh. what it's about. How do you, how do you run... Uh, company this large and raise a family because I know you have children. How old are your children? I've got a son who is going to be 21 very shortly and a daughter who's going to be 17 very shortly. They both have uh, birthdays coming up. Um, But I think the answer to both is you can't do, I I think doing a good job in my current position at work requires teamwork and having a good, you know, having a good team around me. And doing a good job at home with my family requires having a lot of support and a good team around me there. And so it's all a matter of teamwork, either personal or professionally. That's how I'd say it. And I've been very fortunate. I've got a spouse who has been able to be home when I couldn't be home. And his job has been less demanding than my prior jobs. Mm. I mean, this job is tough, but when I was an associate in a large law firm, that was pretty demanding as well. Mm-hmm. I was out of town a lot. I had a lot of um, rough hours. And before technology... Um, became as great as it is now. I mean, I had to be in, in the office on weekends all the time, whereas towards the end of my legal career, I could be doing my work from home. At least I'd be at home. At least uh-huh. I'd be with the family. Mm-hmm. And it saves you the commute time, and, you know, you can be in your pajamas and whatever, but get your work done. Um, and so I think technology has made it easier, but all along I've had very supportive um, family members, and particularly my husband. You're lucky. You're lucky. Tune in next week for part two You've been listening to a JADcast. We hope this podcast helps you on your journey to achievement of your destiny. Remember to visit us at www.jadcommunications.com.